Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stibben Zhang Show, episode 62. In this episode, Eric, UFC Fight Night 203, Santos versus Ankalaev. Uh, we're talking about three fights on the main card, some interesting fights, uh, some interesting fighters that we want to talk about, and we'll be looking at that. And of course, NFL, Russell Wilson trade, and the Aaron Rodgers big contract signing, what that means going forward. We'll give you all the details coming up. Uh, as per usual, before we jump into it, roll it. Welcome back to the Stimmen Zang show. Like we said, 62 Santos versus Ankaleva Eric. Um, before we talk about NFL, we're going to talk about the UFC fight night. We've got three fights to look at some interesting ones. So uh, let's just jump right into it for the first uh, first fight on this UFC fight night is of course, well, not the first fight, but the one we selected, the ones we want to talk about is of course, Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney. This is a lightweight battle. Uh, Drew Dober, you might not recognize if you, of course you're not that big in the NFL or not NFL UFC Terrence McKinney though. If you don't know much about the UFC, you might've seen his highlights. The guy's climbing up fast, the lightweight ranks. He's had some, he's had the fastest knockout in UFC history, I think. Um, then follow that up with another uh, KO, and uh, he's had a, he's had a great start to his career. And so uh, we want to talk about this fight uh, because you know I'm a big prospect in the lightweight, and you got to talk about him, of course. So Eric Drew Dober is of course the favorite in this fight, as we know really? Terrence McKinney. Like I said, he's the prospect still coming up, um, so uh, there's still stuff to look for. But Drew Dober, he's been in the uh, been around, so one. He's uh he's the favorite under 165 odds. Terrence McKinney is a plus 145 underdog. Um, so Eric, I'm gonna start off right at bat. I'm taking Terrence McKinney just for the reason that he is placed. He he is the underdog uh, in this fight, which of course is something to look at. The guy's a, a great fighter. He's got a lot of great qualities in his game, and. Anytime someone like that is a favorite or I'm sorry, an underdog, I got to be looking at them. So I'm putting money on Terrence McKinney uh, this weekend. McKinney, Eric, if you don't know, just recently fought in the Makashev versus Green fight night. That was what, a week ago or a week and mm. that, you know, not very, not too uh, long ago. Yeah, um, he's got his f- fifth straight first round finish. Um, he's, you know, great on his feet. He's got good stand up. He can grapple. Uh, he's an active fighter again, active fighter versus a non-active fighter is huge implication. Like I said, versus Jorge versus Colby, right? An active Colby versus an unactive Jorge. And then we saw what Colby was able kind of to do to Jorge Masvidal, take control in that fight. That was a great card, by the way, great fight, um, for Colby Covington. We took him the win. He comes out with the win, but yeah, kind of like that. Very active, uh, so I don't think he's going to have any jitters going into this fight. Of course, he's stepping up for an injured fighter that Drew Dober was supposed to fight. He's stepping up for them, so good for Terrence McKinney. Staying active, I love active fighters, so no jitters. Um, he's a very scrambly fighter, almost like a Colby Covington, if we're going to compare. Um, you know, uh, able to withstand the grappling, able to get pretty much get away from people. Uh, he's got that scram- scrambly freaking fight attitude so kind of hard to get your hands stuck on him for grapplers and uh he's able to kind of get away uh very elusive fighter he's great on the feet like i said um he kind of has a combination of great kickboxing and so uh, i'm looking at terrence mckinney here drew dober he's got a good ground game we know that he's a strong guy he's coming in bigger than terrence mckinney he's a bigger body 
Uh, he's definitely difficult to finish. He's got a good shin. Uh, so I'm probably going to take this as a decision. I think Drew McKinney uh, or Terrence McKinney is just going to pick his spots and gain those points. And at, in the end, when the judges favor in the decision, I don't know if it's going to be a split decision uh, or not. But uh, yeah, Drew Dobert is the last confident fighter. He has two losses in a row. Of course, he's fought Makashev, so that's uh, that yeah. makes sense. And then the other one comes versus Brad Riddle. Um, so I'm going to go with Terrence McKinney. His confidence is through the roof right now. He's active. He's going to go in there. He's not going to be intimidated at all. And I think he's going to come out with a decision win here, Eric. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's super interesting that uh, Terrence McKinney is actually the underdog. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's kind of surprising because how I see it right now is Terrence McKinney I still remember when he won uh, that the tournament in Bellator. He won a million dollars, and that was a huge thing. And I remember, wa- and I watched the fight. I was like, "Okay, this guy's amazing." And coming to the UFC, he's been amazing ever since. Two fight win streak, right? Both finishes in the first round. So uh, for me, it's it's super interesting because it's like I, I I started watching Drew Dober. Like the first fight I saw was against Makachev. I was watching that live, yep. and uh, obviously it's it's hard to see someone's level when they have to fight Makachev, right? Um, the the thing with Drew Dober is uh very very super jacked, dude, like super strong. Uh, definitely a bit uh definitely a, a very heavy lightweight, as you said. Um, what intrigued me for Drew Dober was, um, it, okay, when you're fighting Makachev, it's a little tough to yeah. analyze too much. To evaluate but, a fighter, but he he's a vet. He he has I think over like 15 fights in the UFC. He's been in the UFC since 24 2013, I believe. So, he's fought many times in the UFC. He's that guy that a lot of people fight to get in that top 15 rankings cuz he's around that 15 20 ranking. He's always been there. Yeah. So he's he, he, as we talk we always talk about these like stepping stone fighters, right? So, he's one of those guys if you can pass, get past Drew Dober, you can you, you can hop in that top 15, you know? So, um for me, uh, the key to this fight is for Drew Dober. They're both not that big on the wrestling, right? Uh, um, uh, Drew Dober gets taken down, not not very easy, but uh, pretty easy. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be a stand-up fight. Um, when McKinney, his last win was actually a submission rear naked choke. So I could see a lot of scrambling, as you said. Turns out to be very scrambly fighter. Um, definitely a lighter lightweight, so very scrambly, but super athletic. So. That's the thing with athletic fighters. You never know. They can just pull. They, they go a lot for the chaos. But if it goes too long, usually the athletic fighter doesn't always win because it, it wasn't as pretty. So I'm still going to go Terrence McKinney. Uh, I'm going to put a lot of money on this because I actually do believe that Terrence McKinney, he's an upcoming prospect. Yeah. Drew Dover is a really good fighter. He's going to be a really close fight, but I believe Terrence McKinney is going to come out with the win just because he he's, he's skyrocketing. And um, mm-hmm. the UFC wants him to skyrocket. They, they they love their young prospects and um I, I don't like I, I don't want to know what people's reason are for uh like betting on Drew Dober because as a favorite it's kind of weird but I think it's the experience because Drew Dober has beaten a lot of really good yeah. fighters and Terrence McKinney I, he did well in Bellator but now in the UFC he has two he has two wins he's still considered young right and uh, a rising prospect so. I don't know. Uh, just give me, it's, give me it's, uh, Terrence McKinney. Yeah, it's tough, honestly, because Drew Dober is the favorite, and like I don't feel safe putting money on on that type of favorite, right? When you got a guy like Terrence McKinney waiting, and so that's why I'm betting. Like that's why I'm taking Terrence McKinney. He's the underdog. Uh, the betters put him as the under uh, as the underdog. So I'm taking advantage. It's plain and simple. Drew Dober is a good fight. There's there's a chance he can win this fight, of course. Um, 
Yeah. But with the opportunity of making money here this weekend, you got to put your money on Terrence McKinney. It's a logical thing to do for me. So that's yeah. what I got to take. And he has a good chance of winning, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good chance. So uh, that's where I, well, that's where we suggest to put your money if you're going to bet this weekend in this uh, fight card. Uh, moving on, Eric, a bantamweight fight, Marlon Moraes versus Song Yudong. Uh, Song yeah. Yudong is uh, the favorite, of course. Uh, almost a, no, pretty much a two to one favorite, Eric, under 240. Okay. Uh, Marlon's plus 222. Uh, those odds are changing. Basically, he's a two to one favorite, Song Yudong. Um, Moraes, man. Marlon, listen, the guy's had a tough stretch of fights, Eric. He's on a three-fight losing streak, all KO'd. He's been knocked out all three fights, so obviously that chin, uh, it's looking a bit like glass, Eric, obviously. And Song yeah. Yudong, um, also, Marias has been Jose Aldo. I looked at his yeah. fight stats. Yep. He's, he won by a uh, split decision. decision so, yeah. uh, But still, even though he's been Jose Aldo, I like Song Yudong in this fight. I'm taking him. Mm. I like him better on the feet. He's the better kickboxer, in my opinion. He's got the better chin, in my opinion. Um, he has the option to grapple if he wants to put the offensive uh, on Marlon with the, his grappling. Uh, he's younger. He's more confident. Obviously, he's not coming into the fight with getting knocked out three times in a row. He's on. He's not on the three-fight yeah. losing streak, right? So uh, if they end up trade, like I, I expect this fight to be on stand-up. Don't expect it to go to the ground. So if it's going to be standing up, I got to take Sonya Dong. I, I, you have to, right? He's, for me, he's going to mm-hmm. piece up Marlon. Um, I don't know if this is going to be, uh, it could most likely will be a decision, but I think Sonya Dong is going to win every single round uh, in this three-round fight. And uh, yeah, I'm going to take the more confident fight. Confidence is huge in the UFC. Uh, and Marlon has just been, I mean, like for, I, I, I don't know how it feels, but to get knocked out three times in a row, that's got to, like, you, you might say that's something you could forget about going into your next fight, Eric, but uh, we, do, we both know that's something yeah. that is in the back of his head, you know, exactly. that keeps coming up, that he's been knocked. The fact that he's, like, not only lost three times in a row, they're all coming in the way of knockout. So that's definitely hindered on his confidence. You can't deny it. And for that reason, I'm taking Song Yadong. Okay. No, yeah. For, the thing with uh, Marlon Moraes is I still remember – Anytime someone's able to beat Marlon Moraes, they're at the top, right? Because Marlon Moraes has always been in the top five yeah. for the longest time. He actually beat Aljamain Sterling, who's the paper champ right now, whatever it's called. So, um, he, he was doing really well. He got the title fight against uh, Henry Sudo, lost that, got KO'd. And then beat Jose Aldo in a really close yeah. fight, right? So, that was very impressive. But then he lost through Corey Sanhagen. Very good fighter. We know how good he is. Knocks Rob people Font, out. <laughs> yeah, Rob Font too. That was a Rob Font's a really good fighter. Um, and then Marab's a uh, up up and coming fighter. He's on a hot streak too. So the fighters he's been fighting are pretty tough. But Marlon Moraes, the UFC considers like him at the top. So he has to be able to win these fights. And the thing with Marlon Moraes, I watched a bunch of his fights because um, he's really fun to watch. Because what, what happens in most of these fights is he just gets tired out and he goes super intense at the beginning. He looks like, like he's about to win and then he just gets tired out and he, he ends up losing the fight and gets KO'd every time. And on the other side, I, you have Sung Dong, who I've actually been following for a while since his Marlon Vera fight. That was a very... Con- yep. Marlon Vera said it was controversial. I don't think it was that controversial because if you look at the numbers and everything, he... Because... It was weird because Marlon Vera lost his son against Sean O'Malley, so it was very weird because I I I don't even know how to explain. But uh, Sonia Dones a really good fighter. Um, he's super. A lot of people have him going at the top. To be honest, I don't think 
I've watched every single one of his fights since the Marlon Vera fight. I don't know if he has that it factor. He's a really good fighter. Um, I think he's. I don't know if he's. What, what's his ranking? I think he's like top. I think he's eleventh or something. No, he's cool. definitely I can go check it though. He's he's in the top fifteen. Um, but this, if he can beat Marlon Moraes, this is a really good matchup because you have a guy that's declining and a and a, and a guy that that's rising right now. So that that makes for a really good matchup. Um, I think Sonia Nolan's yeah. gonna come out. Come out. He's eleventh. Yeah. No, I uh, I haven't checked yet. Oh, but uh, yeah. But I, I think Song Yadong is coming out with the victory. Um, I think 14th, as you said, I think, Song Yadong. Okay, fourteenth. Um, I think Marlon's ten. Saying, okay, Marlon dropped hard, man. I remember when he was in the top three all the time, or top five. So, um, I have I have Song Yadong winning this. Um, I don't know if he should be that much of a favorite because Marlon Morris, hey, he's got hands, and Song Yadong hasn't been like a super exciting fight, like. Like he hasn't been like crazy. Like, there's not that much that much hype behind him. He, yeah, he, he's not like a Sugar Sean O'Malley or like he's a really good fighter. But I don't know if he's got that. So yeah, um, I, I'll give me Song Yadong for the win. Um, I think. It's but don't give me Song Yadong for a future champ, is what you're saying? Maybe not. Uh, I I don't know. It, it, there's still it, a lot it, of like if you look like, at that bantamweight, it's exactly. competitive. Very, com- it's very, it's very interesting. It's very good for the division. Yeah, TJ, Jose, Corey, Rodmont, Marab. If you think Cruz, about it, he's gonna come back. Exactly, Marab's a really good fight. So if you look at all the the bantamweight, every single bantamweight fight I've watched has been super entertaining because they're so quick, like they move so quickly, right? And so yeah, and the thing with Marlon Moraes, I feel like he's gonna become like a Cody Garbrandt, you know, just. Oh yeah, you know, like getting keeps getting KO, KO, KO. You know, so it's kind of sad to see Marlon Moraes. And uh, Cody Garbin just going downhill like this. So, mm-hmm. but I I don't know where Marlon Mars' um, career trajectory is going. So uh, I feel like if he keeps losing, like, if if he gets knocked yeah. out versus Song Yadong, yeah. man, it won't be pretty because he he he's a pretty good fighter when he's standing up. Like that fight yeah. versus Marab, if you watch it, like he lands some good shots on him, yeah. some good shots until obviously in the second he gets knocked out. But before that, uh, there was some good uh, some good. Uh, some good things to see from him. Hopefully, that's something he can do against Song Yadong. But I don't know, man. This, this, I don't know how his confidence going into this fight. If it's gonna uh, mess with his head or anything like that, and he's gonna, you know, try and not get knocked out. But it's gonna be something to look for for sure. But uh, yeah, it should be an interesting fight, and it's gonna be a lot to uh, look forward to come uh, this weekend. But Eric, it's time to move on to the main fight of UFC Fight Night 203. And of course, it's a lightweight matchup between Thiago's Hentos versus Magomed Angoleyev. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magomed is a huge favorite coming in at a staggering under 500 odds to win this fight, oh, yeah. Eric. Okay. Uh, Thiago Santos is a plus 380, so obviously the betters don't have any trust in Thiago Santos. And why would you, Eric? Thiago Santos coming off that win versus Johnny Walker did not look impressing, uh, impressing yeah. whatsoever. At this point of your career, if you're if you cl- close out a fight like he did versus Johnny Walker, a guy whose career Eric is plummeting, obviously right, he just got knocked out in his la- uh, in his last fight. He's been getting knocked out, and so right now that win over Johnny Walker does not look very good for Thiago Santos. Um, of course, you know he's lost a few times in this a, a lot in this division um, to good contenders, obviously top contenders. So there's that to look at, you know. Uh, he's up there as the top guys in the division, but he's lost to the top guys in the decision. So 
Um, when you look at his loss total, just be aware that he's fought some really good guys in this division. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 38 years old, Eric. He's a guy who can piece you up standing up with his hands, his legs. He's got powerful legs, some dynamite hands. Um, however, he is going against Magomed Ankalaev. Eric, who uh, is not from Dagestan, you might think from the hair and the uh, the beard. No, he's not no. one of the Khabibs or the Islam Akashevs, uh, but still, he's a great wrestler, still nonetheless. Uh, but Eric, the difference between him and Makashev and Chemaev, right, is his kickboxing. His kickboxing is much better than theirs. Yep. Uh, obviously, maybe his wrestling is not as good, but he's still a great wrestler, a guy who gets you down, looks for the grounded pounds. And so, look for him to do that. He's younger. He's more well-rounded, as I was saying, great kickboxer and wrestler. Um, and he's a precise, powerful striker, which is like the huge difference to these other competitive wrestlers in the UFC. And he, of course, has clinching grappling, and he's 29 years old, so almost 10 years younger than Thiago Santos. And I'm going to go with Ankle, right? He's younger. He, he's going to be able to take Thiago Santos down. Uh, and I'm looking for like a TKO in the fourth round, Eric. I don't think this fight ends early. There's, these are two guys who take their time. Uh, don't jump. Don't rush into anything, um, especially Thiago Santos. Like what you saw versus Johnny Walker, it was a boring fight. He's most likely yeah. going to try the same tactics. And Ankalev is a guy who's going to be looking to piece you up with the leg, the calf kicks, um, get you down with wrestling, get you down for ground control, uh, piece you up on the ground, and then come out with a decision win or like a TKO stoppage, fourth, fifth round. That's kind of where I think this fight's headed. Um, and obviously, no title shot, right? There's no title shot after this. Whoever wins this fight's not getting a title shot. Forget about that. There's too many contenders, right? Yuri's fighting... Um, Glover uh, for the title. You got Yan, who still wants a title shot, of course, and he Rakic. deserves one. Uh, Rakic. So um, there's just too many people in front of these guys, but this could be a big fight. Who knows? Like, who knows after the Thiago or the title shot, Glover and uh, Yuri, if Rakic gets the next one, most likely he gets the next one after. Uh, maybe the winner of this fight's Yan. Who knows? Um, or, you know, Yan can wait out and demand his title shot if he wants. I'm not sure if he get it, but. Uh, there's a possibility for a Jan Blachowicz, uh matchup for the whoever wins this. Hopefully, it's uh, Magomed Ankalov. I don't want to see Thiago Santos win this fight. I don't think he's winning this fight, mm -hmm. but uh, that would change things for sure. But uh, yeah, that's who I got going. I'm gonna go with the the red. You gotta go with the the yeah. all around fighter. That's wrestler, kickboxer. He does it well for both. So I'm going with him. Yeah. So same here. Um, I still remember it was 2020. Um, I was watching the Khabib versus Gaethje. Cars, yeah, Khabib's last fight. Well, at the time, I didn't know it was gonna be his last fight, and I was watching the undercard and getting hyped for the fight. And then I, I, I see Ankalev versus I knew I knew who Kute Laba was because, um, he, I don't know if you ever seen, but this guy like he puts like a green, he put like green on his face and he looked like Hulk one time. And then I'm that's how I know who Kute Laba is, okay. But there, it was this huge hyped up fight, it was a rematch because the fight before there's like a controversial call, and uh. So th this was going to settle everything, and then Kalav comes in, knocks him out clean. I was like, okay, I've been a fan ever since. And after that, he went on to fight twice, won both by decision. Decently close fights, not super dominant, like pretty dominant. If you look at the numbers, not super, super dominant, right? Because these three-round fights, you can't go crazy, yeah. crazy. And so, um, no, Ankalaev, really good fighter, very, very well-rounded, as you said, good on the ground, kickboxing. So that's what 
uh, defers him from everyone else. Um, the thing with Ankalaev is most people in the light heavyweight have him as like he they think he can be the next champ soon because he has everything to do that, you know. This is number so six up. versus number five, by the way. Ankalaev exactly, number yeah. six, Stan Santos yeah. number five. There goes to show oh. how the light heavyweight division is a bit slower, and there's you know there's yeah, a, it, only a few guys. Yeah, there's there's only a few guys, and to be honest, there's not that many big names, right? No. Like, you know, Yang Glover, but there's yeah. not that many big names. So Akilaev, he can rise in ranks for sure. Um, the thing with Tiago Santos is I've always liked Tiago Santos. Um, he's beating some really good fighters. He's beating Anthony Smith. He's beating Yan, right? And he was on this huge streak, and then he fought for the title, lost a split decision to John Jones. So that just that is already crazy, right? Um, so a lot of people want to... A lot of people want to see that Thiago Santos, the one that lost split decision to John Jones. Um, I, I saw Anthony Smith talking about it. He, if that John, if that Thiago Santos comes in and does that, then there's a good chance he couldn't win, right? And then he goes on, uh, loses to Glover. Glover's a champ, so it's pretty fair. And then he lost to uh, what's his name to Alexander Rakic. Alexander Rakic is a really good fighter. We know how good he is. Yep. It, it was a very close decision. Um, so, and then beats Johnny Walker. Not very impressive, right? So, no. he, uh, his, his career path is going a little weird right now because um, he is 38, as you said. But it, it is never too late. You see Glover. Glover was on. And then he, he, he skyrocketed up. So, you never know. And Tiago Santos is a beast. If you watch him fight. Uh, well, he used to. I don't know anymore. Like, I remember back in the day, he, he, he's a beast. Now, he's kind of more very, like, the Johnny Walker fight kind of turned me Yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah like it's very like uh, like like obviously if you're gonna strike a lot of people are like oh I'll just keep it on the feet like if you, you're gonna strike at least like throw some punches you know like i'd rather yeah. wrestling a lot of wrestling than just like a lot of like shadow boxing you know mm-hmm. so um that's why it's a he, but he is a very good fighter but um i don't think the odds should be that big i, I think it should be like yeah, he shouldn't I mean, be this fucking wide. Like a basically exactly, a four exactly. to one, five to one favorite. Exactly, which is kind of crazy for a five to six matchup, especially yeah. with um, Thiago Santos coming off a well win, right? So, um, I'm, give me Ankalaev. I think it's gonna be a decision win. I think he's gonna piece him up. Um, rest. He's, he's gonna mix in the wrestling. He's gonna mix in the kickboxing, right? And uh, people gotta watch out for Ankalaev, man, because this guy's on the rise. Everyone knows he's on the rise, and he kind of fits what the lightweight division is right now—a very dark horse division, right? With a lot yeah, of really yeah. good, really good fighters, right? Like if you look at them, some very good fighters, right? Some very good contenders, as you said, but very underrated fighters, right? It's not as exciting as it was back in the day. Like Yan's very exciting fighter to watch. Mm-hmm. Glover is very exciting. Anthony Smith is still there. Rakic, right? And then Yuri Prokhorov, who's next up? Yeah. But it's it's really weird because Yuri Lee just—he has three wins in the UFC, and now he has. He's a tough, and you can't forget Dominic Reyes either. Yeah. So I think, I think that's why um, John Jones went up the heavyweight because I, there just wasn't an, like it wasn't all these fights like they're gonna be close, but like it wasn't much for his legacy, you know. So there's there wasn't much there to like prove anyone wrong. Yeah, I think John Jones is just trying to like when you would talk specifically about his fighting game, who he is as a fighter in the octagon, I think he's trying to be like the goat of not the goat, the light heavyweight. Yes. Right. We know that. Yeah. But he's going right. up to heavyweight to try and make his mark too. He's trying yeah. to be the, what, like, what do they call the heavyweight champ? The baddest 
man, the baddest man on the planet. That's what it is. So he's trying to be that guy. He's trying to get some title defenses too. And so he can run the light heavyweight and the heavy, kind of like what uh, Daniel Cormier did, you know? Exactly. And it's funny you say like is John John Joe not trying to be Daniel Cormier? Obviously, no. those two didn't have the the best uh, yeah. interactions when they were fighting, uh, especially in the pros in the media and stuff like that. But yeah, he's trying to he's trying to be that guy. So obviously, light heavyweight, kind of the slower divisions yeah. uh, in the UFC. Diego Santos is on a losing streak. He's fought the top contenders. He's still the number one five contender or number five contender. Um, which makes sense. It's kind of like a Michael Chandler. I would say not, I wouldn't compare them, but the way Michael Chandler, uh, how he fights these top, top fighters and then loses, but his, his ranking doesn't take a huge hit because of the fight season. And so I guess you could say that about Diego Santos, Santos, whereas Magomed, man, he has a chance, like you said, to win the title here and make some noise in this division. Uh, cause if once he beats Santos, he'll be in the top contention, right? Automatically. So he'll have, he'll get a nice, uh, if he wins this fight, trust me, his next fight will be even bigger for his career uh, and for his title aspirations. Yeah. But uh, like we said, yeah, so a little three-fight parlay there to make uh, to bet on for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, there's one, uh, what's it called? Under, uh, under, uh, underdog. underdog. I don't know why I'm messing up. Yeah, McKinney. underdog, Terrence McKinney. So that should help uh, with the odds uh, for your parlay. So make sure to bet on Ankalev, McKinney, and Song Dong. That's our parlay for you guys this weekend for UFC Fight Night 203 this Saturday yeah. in Las Vegas. But Eric, we are not done for the episode yep. as we had breaking news today in the NFL. Some some QB news, some big changes yeah. for some, a couple of teams as Russell Wilson has been traded from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos, Eric. Um, Broncos had to trade a lot. They had to trade two first round picks, uh, a fifth round pick, Noah Fant, um, and who was it? A defensive player, too. Um, here I have it here. Uh, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. So there you go. They gave up a lot, two second round picks as well. And with that fifth rounder, Seattle gives up a fourth round pick, uh, alongside Wilson going back to Denver. And, uh, man, Eric, when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, well, we'll get to him. This was a potential, uh, place for Aaron Rodgers to go. Was the Denver Broncos, if he were Mm -hmm. to leave, uh, the NFC and head to the AFC, the Denver Broncos would be the place to be or to go as it made the most sense for us. But, Mm -hmm. um, he didn't get traded there. Russell Wilson gets traded there instead. And now, uh, the Broncos have found their QB. Uh, of course, this is coming off what a week ago or, Pete Carroll said, we're not trading him. We, we have no intentions of trading Russell. We've heard that before many times in the sports yeah. world. And yeah. uh, a week later, he gets traded, of course. And so uh, now Russell Wilson will be on a team that has a better defense than the Seattle Seahawks. Um, their forward wide receiver core, I don't know. There's a you know a argument to be made if you compare, uh, who is it, uh, DK Metcalf, um, uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, Bobby Wagner's on that team yeah. too, and so they they had a they had a pretty good team, but now he goes to um, a team that has the likes of Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Judy yeah. and Patrick. So he has a pretty skilled yeah. position or wide receiver yeah. core, and so I don't you know their offensive stats were bad last season or this season. Eric was bottom top bottom twenty, yeah. I think it was. And so uh, expect those numbers to go up now with Russell Wilson. He's a guy who's been who can throw 30 touchdowns a year, right? He's been doing that the last four out of five years. I think he threw 30 touchdowns, except last, this season where he threw 25 or something like that. 
So Eric, uh, put that in hindsight. No, in that time span of five years, no Broncos QB has been able to throw more than 18 touchdowns in a season for Denver. So uh, there's some uh, stats for Broncos fans to give some insight on uh, how beneficial this trade is for them. So expect those offensive ranks to go up week by week uh, as uh, Russell Wilson settles in with his new uh, group. Their defense, Eric, we know they have exceptional defense. That's one of their strongest points. Exactly. And their O-line, of course, is still one of their weakest points. And Seattle is one of the weakest points. That's what uh, Russell Wilson was complaining about. So now he comes to this O-line, which is at best average. It's better than the Seahawks O-line, Eric, but not too much better. Mm -hmm. So he could still be running into the same problems or Broncos general manager. Now uh, who George Patton uh, has to go into free agency because I think their first round pick they trade was what? This year, 2022 has to be. Right, you would assume so. There's no details on what years of the picks are, I think. Yeah. But you would assume that one of them is 2022. So Broncos won't be able to draft an O-lineman, so they'll have to go to free agency to uh, to fix it, right? Because Bobby Massey, the right tackle, has been so inconsistent this season, especially in the run game. Um, and you know, their center hat Lloyd uh, Cushenberry the third. He's not. He hasn't been that well or good either this season. So they really got to fix that O line if they want to make some noise, especially Eric in the division that has the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr just had his best season with the Raiders. Yeah. So you know that's what our biggest thing with Aaron Rodgers was is like, why would he go to this division with the likes of Patty Mahomes, Justin Herbert? Mm-hmm. Well, Russell Wilson's going there. <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's some reason this team could be competitive in my mind if they fix this O-line, right? Because they got the defense. Russell Wilson is still an elite quarterback in this league. There's no denying that, no arguing that. And um, he's got the, I believe in the wide receiver core. I like it. Uh, is it as good as DK Metcalf and um, Tyler Lockett? Time will have to tell. But I think these guys can really have a huge career year with it. Russell Wilson uh, at the helm. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see. Um it's their O-line for me. They're going to have to fix their O-line. Hopefully, I, I expect them to be able to attract right t- offensive tackles to their team now. The fact that they're trying to be competitive. They're showing players that they're trying to be competitive. They traded a lot of their future away. They traded Noah Fant away, Eric. I like Noah Fant a lot. He was a tight end that could have been an elite tight end in this league. Still young. And he goes to the Seahawks. So uh, they have a little issues to fix here in the offseason. But this team can make some noise. And now, was it the AFC West? That's their division. Man, that could be one of the most competitive divisions in all of football uh, on top of some already, you know, in the NFC with the Rams, that division, the AFC North with the Bengals is still uh, is still uh, an elite division. So they'll be looking at that. But we have to look at the Seahawks, um, what they have been doing. And uh, there's going to be a lot of question marks with the Seahawks. And the Seahawks, like I was mentioning, what do they do? What do the Seahawks do now? They lose Russell Wilson. Um, Eric, if I'm DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, like yeah. I'm refreshing my phone to make <laughs> to see if the Seahawks are still making other trades. Because yeah. how could you be content mm-hmm. with a, a guy coming and succeeding Russell Wilson? Right, he's some someone's yeah. going to come in and succeed Russell Wilson. Obviously, yeah. he's not going to be as good as Russell Wilson. And who knows what kind of caliber QB they're going to be getting? Is it going to be an yeah. elite QB? Are they going to flip those draft picks? To get a younger guy who maybe doesn't who doesn't make the same salary as Russell Wilson, it could be cheaper on their um, salary cap, or is it going to be some average QB and they'll you know plug him in for the season and then they're like, oh, we won't be competitive. We're just going to wait for the draft, kind of like tanking it. If yeah. I'm those two men, I'm refreshing because like yeah, I'm not pleased right now with the with, with the Seattle Seahawks organization. They just traded my guy Russell Wilson, my quarterback, yeah. and now I'm like, what? I'm supposed to be happy and content. And, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's tough with those guys. They get Noah Fant, which is nice, but and they get two first round picks. But man, it just for me, it just seems like they're not going to be competitive anymore. Like they've given up on being competitive for a little while here. And it's strange because they have some two elite wide receivers there for me. So yeah. we'll see. No, it's going to be interesting for Seattle because I think this trade just shows that they're kind of ready to rebuild a bit. I know NFL it's not rebuilding is not that but that big of a thing, right? Because yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but players don't like don't last that long. So it's yeah. rebuild's not a real, real thing. So uh, but the fact that they got two first round picks, Noah Fams a very young uh tight end, um, just shows that they're they're kind of going towards that direction, right? Um, as you said, DK it, it's tough on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett because obviously they had one a top five QB in the league thrown to them. Now they're gonna have some not a top five. <laughs> exactly. Not a top five at not all. A, yeah, um, maybe not even top ten. We'll see. Exactly. And the thing is, last year was the first year where they did bad, bad, right? Before that, there were always playoffs, playoffs. You know, you, you could always book Seattle in the playoffs, right? So last year was the first, like, iffy year and then right away trade year, which is pretty fair. Not not, not really, but it, it's going to be weird. Um, but, hey, Seattle's always been a really good, well-ran organization, let's be honest. Very, especially with people. Draft in, too. Drafting great drafting they've, they've always been very consistent so i'm not too worried about seattle on the other hand uh, i'm not gonna say broncos because broncos they're not a bad organization uh they won what, what seven with pay manning 2015 or was yeah, it 2015 yeah cam newton's year yeah so seven years ago um and i feel like i'm not saying this is a similar situation because i'm not comparing Peyton manning to russell wilson here but obviously a player Tail end of their career, right? In in their late 30s, right? Um, oh, he's like 33. What Russell? 33. Still got Peyton, Peyton Manning was older, when they trade for Peyton Man, but when they trade for him, he was still like I think 30 something, right? So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, um, Russell Wilson didn't come in there. The defense is really good. Um, I know they lost Von Miller, but uh, I don't think it's um, but it's still a really good no. defense, always yeah. been a really good defense. That's what Broncos. Like that's their identity. It's always been their yeah. identity, and it's a very good identity to have, right? Because if you have a good defense, all you need is, and that's what they've been missing—a really good QB. Because there's they have that young core wide receiver as well. They have Jerry yeah. Judy, Quinlan yeah. Sutton, who's very Tim Patrick. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what's what's a running back? Williams. I think he was a rookie last year. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think it was Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Uh, and then there's Williams. Williams. Yeah. Who. Just them two are running backs really good. Yeah. And but against their O line, that run game's exactly, non-existent exactly. if they don't fix their O line. That O line, what's that tight end's name? Uh, uh, he has a really, it's their backup tight end. Not no offense. They oh, had a really uh, long name, but he was really yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. Here I, I had the. I, oh my I god, I had the stats. But yeah, <laughs> I don't want to butcher his name. But he, he's a really good tight end. So realistically, this team with Russell Wilson at QB. I think they're set if they can figure out that O line, right? As you said, a lot of a lot of teams are actually like that. Like, if you have a good O line, you're set. Um, so I feel like I don't know. I don't know how involved Russell Wilson was in on this trade. He probably didn't. He probably wanted to go a team with an O line, right? But obviously, he doesn't get to pick and choose yeah. here because well, like, well, he has a no trade movement clause, so he had, okay, to, so he had to accept agree. this. He had to okay. agree to this okay. trade. So obviously, you know, he sees some potential. Some in potential. Denver, uh, clearly he realizes that he won't be able to win Seattle anymore, and yeah. Denver's his next uh, better than Seattle. I don't want to say it's his best opportunity, but it's definitely better exactly. than so, yeah, uh, I, Seattle. I guess uh, Broncos gave up on the Drew Lock. 
Too long as he never really did anything. Let's be honest. But he, no, he's a cool uh, guy. He's yeah. a cool guy, you know. So, um, because Drew Lock is still a, a young QB, I, I wonder if he, where he's gonna go. Because there's a lot of teams looking for some QBs, especially my Steelers too. They're looking for some young QBs, <laughs> right? They'll, we'll take anyone, you know. I was joking yeah. about it a couple of days ago. I was like, Josh Rosen, you want, like, I know you, you want to come to us, like, uh, tight end. You're thinking of is it Albert Aqua? Exactly. Nam. Exactly. I didn't want to butcher his name, but yeah, yeah. I think I butchered it too. But yeah, but yeah, he, he's. He, I think that's why they're fine with giving up no offense, just because yep. they had him in the back because he's a very, he's a really young. Um, yeah, tight he end. Uh, was it draft. He's 23 years old. Um, uh, only had 33 receptions last year. Uh, so obviously no offense taking that, but yeah, he should. They're going to be looking at him to step up. You're absolutely yeah, exactly. right, unless they dip into free agency and get a tight end. But uh, I don't. Yeah. It's not their biggest need. It's their offensive uh, exactly. line for me. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah. No, I, I think Russell Wilson, um, you think they'd make the – I think they'd be close. It's tough. Yeah. That, that division is tough. Exactly. Especially that – but let's be honest, they weren't that far off this year, to be honest. Nope. They started off, what, three – they started off decently hard. It's just they the AFC is like the best exactly. conference, in my opinion, in football. Yeah. So, you yeah. can look at you can look at their stats last year. But then you got to look at every other team in the AFC that missed the playoffs yeah. and then see what their projection for this season. Exactly. Obviously, they haven't made the <laughs> offensive. Obviously, they haven't made the offseason off moves like the Broncos have early on, getting yeah. a star quarterback. But um, if you look at like the wild card uh, and the AFC, man, you, you got the Colts who just missed out. They're going to be looking to exactly. upgrade on their quarterback exactly. situation, most likely. Dolphins, who knows what they're going to do. Chargers exactly. missed the playoffs, Eric, last exactly. year. They're, they're uh, them, yeah. Browns. If the Bengals that keep winning the AFC North, Eric, Baltimore, 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 there's no injuries. Cleveland, if the Steelers want to be competitive, they're gonna to have to compete for a wild card, and you're competing with Denver. So, exactly, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting in the AFC. That's why, like, if Aaron Rodgers, I hadn't, I wouldn't understand why, because he's like 36. I understand Russell Wilson yeah. is 33, still gonna be with the team for a while, but uh, yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. I'm very interested that division, yeah. the AFC West. Yeah, Patty Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. That is going yeah. to be an intense, intense yeah. division. I want to see what those two match up against because NFC, AFC, you don't get to play much. Patty Mahomes, Russ Wilson, they probably haven't seen each other much. Well, now they will, a bunch more. And so it should be fun. But uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, Eric, Aaron Rodgers, of course, everyone knows it now, has signed that lucrative deal, $200 million for five years, which is good for or four years, which is good for $50 million annually salary, the highest paid NFL player in history. Um, so good for Aaron Rodgers. And where does he yeah. sign Aaron? Guess what? The Green Bay Packers. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Who could have thought of that? Oh, wait, most, most people thought of that. We thought of that. That was our prediction when talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. We said it made no sense for this guy to go yeah. anywhere in the AFC. Do not touch the AFC because at 36, your chances of winning a Super Bowl in the AFC are low. Um, and if you went to Denver, like we said, now it's the same problem Russell Wilson has to deal with. Uh, those oh, top, those three quarterbacks he would have to go against. Yeah. And so um, for me, uh, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. It's his best opportunity to win. Uh, they're going to franchise tag. Um What's his name? I'm so bad with names, even though he's the best wide receiver. Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, they're going to franchise tag uh, franchise tag Devontae Adams. Uh, so he'll be around at least for one more year. And uh, Eric, this is interesting. Four years deal, 36 years old. 
we know what Aaron Rodgers has been with the Green Bay Packers. We don't have to analyze what he's going to do with them because mm-hmm. we've seen it before. It's just going to be another year after year of chasing for the Super Bowl with the mm-hmm. team he has, Matt LaFleur, whatever. The big question I'm curious about is what happens to Jordan Love? Mm-hmm. What happens to Jordan Love? Jordan this is Love's his third year. Yeah. yeah, he's probably punching in. This is his third year. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, they pretty much had to wait three years uh, before they can have the helm of the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, this exactly. is his third year going into the league. Guess what? Oh yeah, Jordan, can you sit four more years before Aaron <laughs> retires and we'll, we'll, we'll give you a call? No, that won't be possible. So mm-hmm. what happens to Jordan Love? Does he, does him, like the question is him himself, does he want to stick around in Green Bay and be the apprentice to Aaron Rodgers and keep getting mentored uh, and, you know, learning the system still on year three now, Matt LaFleur's? I don't think so. It just, <clears throat> would you be, would you be that guy maybe one more year? And then after you yeah, ask for a trade, but exactly. I don't know what his contract is maybe a couple more years. He still has signed, but I don't know what that guy wants to do. Cause the thing with Jordan love, he, he has talent. He has talent. He just never had the chance to show it. And I don't they know. They traded up for him. Exactly. And we said first so, round pick on him. Realistically. Um, I think I, I feel like that draft pick right now is so, I, I don't even know. It doesn't even make sense to be honest. I still don't understand it. Um, like, and the fact it. that they, they signed Aaron Rodgers to, like, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers obviously deserves the money, but $50 million a year for the next four years until he's 40, like, just because you see Tom Brady play till he's like 43, like, doesn't mean Aaron Rodgers will be able to do that, you know, especially 36 getting paid $50 million, kind of thinking we'll that he was about to retire soon too, right? So um, I think with Aaron Rodgers, as you said, he – He's probably gonna be. Uh, they're gonna be at the top of the NFC, right? Once again, yeah. Um, gonna make a playoff push. Might probably lose it. We'll see. We we don't know, right? They're they're a good team. They're stacked, right? We, yeah. We've been knowing that. Um, but I, it, 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 I I know they're gonna sign him to four years too, like probably oh, like a multi multi level, exactly. like a multi year. And it, it doesn't years. make sense in terms of Jordan Love either, because you have a very young player who's ready to take over, and then you just. You, you keep the vet around because really see this team is championship caliber, right? Like the Always mentality is not there, year. but every year the talent's all there. So if you throw Jordan Love on this team, it, it probably isn't championship caliber no. anymore. So you don't want to waste Devontae Adams challenge and all the, the, the players you have. So um, the thing with Jordan Love, I think he's going to take in like a Jimmy Garoppolo role with Tom Brady, where they were really good to be them back, but he's only going to be able to maybe blossom. Once he's like, once he turns like twenty eight, like in in the later later stages of his career, right? Ugh. I don't think he's so gonna that, wait for that. No, but exactly. So, like, that's kind of what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, even though, like, Jimmy, let's be honest, he's a decent QB, right? So, we yeah, know he's not the best. He's a decent Ish. QB, but he, he had to wait until he was like twenty seven, twenty eight to finally play, and then he they traded him. But when was he picked though? Did he get did did Sanfrons or did the Pats fucking trade up oh, for to get him? No, they didn't. <laughs> what was the point of the Packers? Like, okay, you lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers' ass. I get yeah. that, but you knew his contract was gonna come up eventually. Mm. So when the when you're the GM, are you like, okay, well, his contract's gonna come up. I'm okay with the decision of letting him mm. walk because I'm drafting Jordan Love. So that's my timeline. That's what I'm plan on doing. But then you get to the point and you're like, oh, we're winning, we're winning. And then what they only recently now the GM thought to himself, oh, our best chances of winning are with Aaron Rodgers and not Jordan Love. Because if Aaron Rodgers left, most likely Devontae Adams is not pleased. And he's like, well, I'm the best wide receiver in the league. I need to be on a winning team. Me with Jordan Love, I don't want to waste the years that I have to for him to develop into that guy. 
Exactly. So most likely, if Aaron Rodgers was to leave, Devonte Adams probably gets franchise tag, plays one more season here without Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and whatever time free agency, he's gone. And so um, I think in the GM's head, he's like, "Well, my best chances of winning are keeping these two guys together happy." And so Jordan yeah. Love looks like uh, you got the short end of the stick. If you get traded, you get traded. I don't care because that's have what I'm four saying. Years. They, I, I think they should. Do you think they they're looking to trade Jordan Love now? Because Realistically, they do need a backup to because they won't. Aaron Rodgers would retire in the next four when he's yeah, contract, oh yeah, his contract most, most likely, likely yeah. right? So, do you tell Jordan, yeah, we'll just wait till he retires, or do you trade him to like a teammate Steelers? Or you can't a, tell a, a Jordan Love, you're gonna sit for four years until Aaron Rodgers. You can't, the guy's gonna laugh in your face and be like, I'm not saying four years of my NFL career, man. Like, you can't waste that, that time. Mm-hmm. He needs to play. Um, there's definitely going to be teams calling Eric. I guarantee you teams with QB issues, they will be looking at Jordan Love uh, to be their next guy. So I expect him to get traded um, before the season starts or maybe during, maybe they keep him on for the season. Maybe he's okay with, I don't know what he's okay with one season sitting. Maybe not even, maybe he wants out because he's just pissed at this point because he thought he was the guy that he wasted a first round pick. They could have wasted on a defense, a defensive position player that they needed at the time. Um, and they still need, but uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I think he gets traded. Don't think he's definitely not sticking around the four years. That's for sure. So look for Jordan Love's name to be circulating in the trade rumor mill uh, these coming weeks. Um, and yeah, so that's why it just made no it made no sense. And I like the move. Keeping Aaron Rodgers was the best move the Packers could have done. Yeah, letting him like for Packer fans, the nation, the Cheesehead Nation, like keep keeping this team competitive. You need Aaron Rodgers. It wouldn't have been the best NFC NFC team if Jordan Love took over. Mm-hmm. So I like the move. It's just they got to work on Jordan Love now because if I'm Jordan Love, I'm, not, I'm pit. Like, I'm not sitting around four years. I want out right away. I, I want an opportunity somewhere else, somewhere that they're going to play me more than you're going to play me in Green Bay. So I expect that. And But we predicted it. Aaron Rodgers was going to stay in Green Bay. Guy's a drama queen. He likes this, to make drama around the news. Uh, and so finally has come to an end. The saga of Aaron Rodgers has come to an end. He yeah. will be with the Green Bay Packers for his career. And then retire unless he gets traded in his contract something comes <laughs> up and he's not happy but uh, time will tell what happens with Aaron Rodgers Russell Wilson now Seahawks oh the NFL's changing quickly Eric yeah. things you never expect Russell Wilson on the Broncos what never well 33 years old he's on a different team should be interesting but uh, that's been the episode of the Stibben Zang show episode 60 episode 62 and so uh, thank you for listening on spotify or watching here on youtube it's been a pleasure talking ufc nfl and we'll be back in next week's episode peace roll the outro